And the next episode of our podcast is brought to you by Instapod. And Instapod's a company that actually partnered with Folklory at Tech Week Singapore last week. So for those of you who, you know, didn't manage to come by and check out our booth, mm. Harish, what is Instapod? Instapod is a, a company that provides privacy capsules. Uh, you know those kind of like phone booth looking things that you see in public spaces and offices? Yeah, they specialize in that. And I mean, they do, they, they have a great product, but why did we select them to partner with us at the event? Because you know, Folklory is really about capturing people's experiences mm. in a private podcast, right? Mm. So it was very important that some of the things, you know, in the middle of a conference, you wanted a space where you could reduce noise, people could actually walk in and have a real conversation uh, between two people that can be recorded and captured without all the ambient noise around. Mm. Um, you know, it's very important that it felt private, it felt very intimate because people were sharing stories about, uh, you know, their, their, their own lives and everything. Mm. Uh, I think the, the other big thing is that um, our space was made to feel um, very relaxed and, and, uh, and really an oasis in the middle of the, the storm, right? Mm. We wanted people to feel like they could just step in and just sink into the into a conversation and really enjoy what the folklore is about. Mm. And uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's really about making it easier for two people to have a good conversation. Mm. And we had a lot of good conversations yeah. in the Instapod that yeah. was at our booth, which which is why like um, we were so happy to be able to partner with them. And right? it really was you step in, it's silent. Mm. And I mean, it really is true to their tagline, which is instant peace of mind. Mm. Uh, and I mean, even I was surprised, like, uh, it was a noisy event, but you go in, it, you really feel like you're in this private space and you can just watch the world because there are glass panels on each side. Yeah, yeah. And and it looked really good as well. Yeah, that's yeah. why a lot of people were attracted to come and check out our booth. Huh? Yeah. So if you see any need for it, uh, the team behind Instaport is great. Uh, they were great to work with. You can check them out at instaport.com.sg. They are also on Instagram. And if you want someone from the team to reach out to you ASAP, there is also a link in the show notes to a form where you can fill out your details and someone will be in touch with you ASAP. And now, on to the podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. But, 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 but. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Yeah. Good old humor. Wow. It's a midweek podcast. Yeah. Midweek yeah. episode. A lot of uh, a lot of uh, news recently, that right? Mm, mm, and, mm. And thankfully, not all about politics and all. Yeah. Yeah, which I'm, I'm quite excited about. Like what? No, I mean, every, everything we're going to be talking about. Oh, political or whatnot. Oh, I see, I see, I see. I mean, yeah, yeah in fact, now, like, the politics of Singapore is, like, in, oh, yeah. The, yeah. in the background. Uh. Yeah, in the background. Yeah. In the background. Which As is, it should be, like, right? As it should be. Remember we talked about if it's boring, probably means it's probably better, like, right? Yeah. No sex scandals and all that kind of stuff. I mean, like, right now, unfortunately, at the foreground is some other horrible shit that's happening. Like, oh, right? yes, yes, yes. So even yeah. if there was stuff happening in Singapore, in the grand scheme of things, yeah, like, there's, there's so many things happening, man. Yeah, yeah. Hard to keep track of everything. Hard to keep track. Mm, but mm. but the show must still go on. Yes. Uh, the, the good thing is uh, supposedly there are rains coming to ease the ease the extreme heat that we've been facing mm. right supposedly the second half of this month is supposed to rain a lot more yes correct yeah 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 and so, I saw it were lower temperatures to like 33 to 34 degrees lower temperatures then when I saw that I was like huh it's gonna be hot <laughs> shit rain man yeah yeah it's really 33, 34 is really bad enough really so what I'm looking forward to is you know at the start of this year it was quite cool right Mm, mm. Uh, felt like it was cooler than the year before yeah. then came summer in Singapore which was hotter than the year before yeah. so I think December and January is going to be cooler than ever mm, mm. but then next January June will be hot as shit again la. that's your prediction that's la. my prediction okay okay that it'll be like you reach a point where you're like hey shit wow Singapore damn show yeah like you yeah. go a whole day without sweating oh uh, so, yeah there was we'll see la, we'll see like right now hard, very hard to predict the weather yeah, yeah. like no matter even the day I'm starting to not trust like the forecast that I'm getting on my watch and everything. Really. Oh, so you look at forecasts often? Eh? I do, I do. Yeah, I look at forecasts. Because yeah, I have to plan my, my day what, like if I want to go outdoors and all that. Mm. So I do that a lot with my, my family, right? But weekends only. La. Like weekends, weekdays also you yeah. look at the forecast. Eh? I mean, you want to know, la, right? You, you're you not interested to, to just look at I forecast. I mean, because it's not going to change how I uh go about its uh, 
maybe at what time? Well, actually, no, it doesn't factor much. Because mm. I have a lot of errands to run, like, with my kid and all, you mm. see. So rain can factor, can change a lot of plans mm. for me. That's true. In one, one fell soup. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But you just made a prediction about the weather. Right? And then here you are saying that, oh, I don't even bother. So mine is long term, long term forecast. Uh, long-term Not forecast. the instant. Terrence, you know, there's short term yeah. gratification, right? Uh, it's a problem with society these days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you need to think long term. You know, you make long term predictions that basically got no consequence on that, whether they, they come yeah, through. Yeah, who said got no consequence? <laughs> so, anyone who's, no listening real consequence to this, to who's listening to this in three months' time, come back and call me out if my prediction was wrong. Then you just say, okay, yeah. We just say, yeah, like that, no? Right. What's, what's wrong was, with that? Yeah, what's wrong with that? I'm saying there's no consequence uh, to So, like, to your prediction, prediction also got consequences, is it? No, 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 I don't make a prediction. Just, I never make a prediction. But uh-huh. I say I rely on the weather forecast. And uh-huh. that has real consequences. Sometimes you must step out of your comfort zone, Terrence. Uh-huh. And you just said that now you're starting to rely on that less, which means you're going to have to make your predictions of weather. Oh, no, no, no. I, I don't make any predictions. Yeah. So then you rely on that less? Then when you just step out of your door, you're like, uh, I'll leave it to... No, yeah, I just be ready for any anything. For anything. Uh. Snow, rain. So, umbrella, snowshoes, everything, uh, yeah, windbreaker, yeah. Carry everything. beanie, everything. Doomsday, uh. doomsday pack, everything. Doomsday pepper. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good approach. Good approach. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so everyone heard it first. This Harish's prediction for yeah, the prediction. weather. It'd be, cold, it'd be colder than like, it'll just be colder. It's like, uh, to the point where you're like, wow, shit. People going to start wearing sweaters again, beanies yeah. and all that. That was fun uh, when you could that wear fun, sweaters man. in Singapore uh, for a while. Yeah. yeah, I really think so. I can't remember. Uh, end of last year was somewhat, somewhat like that as well, right? Start of this year. La. Start of the year. Yeah, yeah December, yeah, yeah. January. Yeah, that's right. It was uh, nice. I think even February was kind of cool. Because the rain was like incessant. Yeah, rain. Right? Yeah, it was yeah, awesome, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Hopefully that comes sooner. Hopefully. But yeah, some... Uh, but before we jump to all that uh, mm. that we're going to talk about, uh, you know, if you follow this podcast and you and you want to support it, you know, there are little things you can do, like tell one at least one other person about it today mm. that you like it. But you can also follow us, subscribe, follow us on all the platforms, the podcast platforms, subscribe to us on YouTube or, you know, other social media channels that we're on. Mm. What else can you do also to support You can us? leave a review if you're mm. listening to us on Spotify and Apple. Or if you want to work with us, if you're a brand uh, looking to reach a very smart audience, uh, if you're someone looking to work with us as an individual, just reach out to us at contact at ministryoffunny.com or any of our social media platforms. Mm. We will always take into consideration uh, anyone who pings us. Yes. Sweet. Yes. All right, cool. Shall we jump right into that first we topic? We shall. Which yeah. is, uh, yeah, interesting times. Uh, you know, the uh, economy is not doing great, but uh, there's a lot of activity mm. on the corporate side mm. of things. That uh, you know will real have will have real tangible effects on our day to day lives as well, right? Mm, mm. And what is this first issue? Uh, it is the update from the Competition and Consumer Commission of Singapore (CCCS), mm. which is a stat board under the Ministry of Trade and mm, mm. Industry (MTI) uh, that the Grab's proposed takeover of Transcra- Trans Trans. Transgrab. <laughs> Transcrab. Transcap. Transgrab. Wow, you really uh, could uh is like um it, it could block entry and expansion of rival ride hailing platforms. La. So basically mm, it mm. is not competitive. Mm, anti competitive. Anti uh, anti competitive. Yeah. Uh and this comes off the back of like um the, I mean basically timeline wise, it was first announced in July that mm. Grab wants to acquire Transcrab. Trans, trans fucking cap. Uh, Grab wants to acquire Transcap. Yeah. Uh, it was announced in July that uh, Grab private Grab's private higher car rental arm Grab Rentals will acquire hundred percent shares in Transcap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then since then there was public feedback that was sought from by the CCCS. Mm. Uh, and then a bunch of reviews mm-hmm. So even now at the end of it, uh, seems like the outcome is that uh. CCCS mm. uh, after the completion of an initial review is not able to conclude la, yeah. uh, that it w- that the, any resulting acquisition would be anti-competitive mm. Mm. and that each company would not be anti-competitive yeah but they cannot right. conclude, they can't, can't conclude yeah. so basically they've gone through reviews feedback from the public and they say we don't know and this phase one la, right? phase one yeah, yeah. Uh, and then phase two will is is on the way, I believe. Mm, mm, uh, and and like the two companies can offer CCCS yeah. what they call commitments. Mm. 
Yeah, so measures to remedy, mitigate or prevent substantial lessening of competition. So basically promises, like they can promise to not make things anti-competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, on paper, right, this sounds like a boring-ass topic to talk about. Uh. Yeah, it yeah, does. It but at does. the same time, uh, like, like I mentioned earlier, it does affect uh, people's day-to-day lives. Uh, mm. Because uh, the idea of competition in Singapore, uh, I think, uh, doesn't have the the, the best uh, reputation uh, when we talk about competition watchdogs. Also, uh, also. I mean, you think about all, you know, the last few decades has been drilled into us about um, competition is good, you know. Uh, just to cite some instances off the top of my head, mm. uh, right. Uh, I think most recently when Grab bought Uber, mm. right, you know. Uh, I think after that, everyone saw the effects of there being less competition, uh, right, you know, whether it's, and, and it's documented that, the the merger was uh, had elements that were anti competition and they were fined uh, right they were fined uh, like thirteen million mm. for that and, uh, and then going back further into you know the the I mean Singtel Starhub and and when they when they basically basically it's the two telcos when they're fighting over things like um, TV rights for Premier League and all that. Mm. Uh, the competition ended up like prices being jacked up more than it ever was before. Mm. Like, when the two of them were I think it was at it. one point it was the most expensive in the world. The world. Singaporeans are paying the most expensive to watch Premier League and to watch World Cup and all these yeah. competitions. I think since then, it's maybe a bit more measured, right? Mm. Um, but I, I think that's the thing like, that it's the idea of competition is good, you know, like like the markets, the markets, uh, the invisible hand of market will ha- handle itself and Com- more competition is always good. Mm. Um, it's something that yeah has has made has in these all these various uh instances like, right mm. has uh made people more anxious like, right yeah. about something like like uh one big company in Singapore acquiring another big operator in Singapore. Mm. Uh, I, I that that's how I feel about it. But how about how about you? Uh, I think it is more. Like, when I think about how competition, how I felt the effects, it is more the increase in competition that I felt the effect more than a reduction in competition. And what I mean by that is like, because when Grab acquired Uber, right, uh, I don't know whether Kojak or Tada were in Singapore already. I don't know. I, I can't mm. remember. Mm. But I remember when Grab and Uber were separate, there was like, oh, it was discounts every yeah. single every, day. Yeah. Uh, and it day, was yeah. awesome. Yeah. It was awesome to the point that sometimes the ride would be like $2 or something. Mm-hmm. Right. So every morning we'd check. Then I think Gojek and Tada came. So so even though Grab acquired Uber, I don't think there was a time where it was just Grab only. Mm. There were other options. So maybe it mitigated the effect a bit. I don't know. But I do remember for Telcos, uh, when it was only Singtel, Starhub, M1, right? Mm. Mm. It just felt like, okay, these are, you know, like if you, every time you want to buy a plan last time, uh, yeah. it's, it's just, okay, like, you have to pay super high monthly, but you don't have to pay much for the phone. Mm. And that was the standard. Mm. But then when you get offshoots like Circles Life, Samba, that, Simba, not Samba, Simba. Simba. Simba, yeah. Samba yeah. is... <laughs> Something else. Samba, someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Simba. Then you suddenly realize, hey, shit, their options are so different. Mm. Mm. And it makes you think, oh, what was all that we were dealing with previously? Yeah. And it changed your relationship with like your phone and your yeah. telco and plans. Like, you could think of it differently. Like, yeah. Right? So yeah. now even when I get a plan, uh, I, I'm totally fine paying upfront for the phone first if it means the monthly charges are low. Mm. And then mm. you have the ability to calculate over the course of 24 months how much you end up spending. And then you realize the traditional model is damn bloody expensive. Mm. And then the moment those disruptors came in, they offer more data heavy plans. Then you see the telcos kind of Adapt, yeah. which is great, yeah. right? So it so is you're a competition thing. is good. Yeah, la. it's good. It's uh, good. Uh, but I felt it more with the telcos rather than the grab of like the right hill. Mm, Even mm, though now right hill, it is, I mean, it feels like the prices are creeping up. Mm. But uh, prices of everything are creeping up. There's still there's still one that I feel is always cheaper than like grab. Mm. Like, I think Tada normally that would be my go-to. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think they are anywhere as as big. But yeah, so that's why I was like, hmm, okay. It's one interesting, like, you can't just be like, oh, this boring-ass shit that's not going to affect you. Like. Yeah, because I think uh, Grab's presence in the right hill space mm. is big, like, right? Mm. You can't deny. And uh, that's why uh, it's interesting to see that eh, they are actually 
in this very early phase, already already coming out and saying that hey, there are some concerns lah about competition in this in this takeover lah. Mm. Uh, but when you, generally, like Transcap is the third largest yeah. uh, uh, hit, uh, operator of uh, taxis here, lah, right? Yeah, correct. Um, is it is it that big a thing that that they get acquired by Grab Rentals? I think okay, so. Even though it said uh, Grab Rentals uh, owns a bunch of uh, private hire uh, car rentals mm-hmm. uh, cars, they I couldn't find much info about how big their fleet is. Mm. I don't think it's very big, lah. Um, I mean, even for for Transcap, they are the third biggest, with the first being ComfortDelGro. They have about eight thousand plus uh, taxis. Yeah. Strides Premier, because I think Strides and Premier also merged. Mm. Uh, at the start of this year or last year mm. and they have about two close to 3,000 and Transcap has about 2,200-ish. Mm. So, uh, I mean, I thought it would be more across yeah. all. Yeah. Uh, so, so with Grab, I mean, the thing that stood out for me is like, you know, the thing about an app like Grab, it starts off one and then now they're trying to do everything. You know, mm. super the app. super app, right? Yeah. And then for the longest time, they were the app, you know, that like informally had the badge of honor saying, you know, we're a tech company. We're not a, we're not an asset company. Mm, mm, you know, like Airbnb yeah. is the biggest, I don't know what is that saying, right? The biggest hotel operator. Hotel, and they don't own hotels, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Uber or Grab. But then now, it's almost like the industry that Grab wanted to disrupt, now they are Thinking moving towards that. Yeah. Right. So then it feels like, huh, then what is Grab trying to do? Mm, uh, mm. I can imagine there are economies of scale. Yeah. Uh, maybe Transcap, their whole tech uh, stuff is not the most innovative, so Grab mm. is going to layer it onto theirs. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, but from my reading of it, it sounds like they want to do the acquisition and leave Transcap op- you know, still to run its operations as, as usual, right? Mm. But to get into that space of being a taxi taxi operator, uh, owner-operator and all that, right? Mm. And uh, apparently the union, the cab drivers union, and uh, even the CEO of Comfort Delgro uh, have all come out and said that they don't see, they, they see it as a good thing, lah, right? Uh, mm. That consolidation in industry is, uh, you can't avoid it because of, of, of how competitive the whole thing is. There, there, and we're not a huge market. There is some, there needs to be some consolidation and everything. Mm. So, yeah, it, it seems like against everything the unions, the C-level suites, the C-level management of all the companies are saying, the competition watchdog is coming out and saying, hey, no, you know, we need to look further to this. We're still worried that Transcap uh, taxi drivers might be, you know, might not be able to to use other right hill platforms as, as easily la, mm. as before. Uh, they did not go into specifics about it. Even you read the release, it's they just generally make these uh, statements about uh, these are some of the feedback. This, these are worries that they've received in the feedback, in the consultation with the public, right? Mm. Uh, but who do you think that are, are these people giving like th- this kind of feedback and worried about these things? If it's not, if se- it seems like it's not the comfort they'll grow people, it's not the taxi drivers union or anything. I think people, some people definitely. Because some, some, people, people, some people are already writing into the Straits Times forums. Mm. Like, You're um, talking about commuters. Uh. Like, I don't know, like, just concerned citizens. Concerned. <laughs> Concerned okay. citizens. So, like, uh, on Straits Times forum, there's a whole sweet what who re- uh, put a forum uh, article, study Grab's proposed purchase of Transcap carefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, must study uh, to ensure it does not further reduce competition. Mm. Taxi service is still a public good and blah, blah, blah. So, I think you do probably get some people emailing in. Mm. Mm. I don't know whether some other of the smaller taxi companies because there are also taxi companies as Prime Taxis, uh, some of the other ride-healing apps maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, feels like, I mean, ultimately, if it, anytime a company gets more market share of anything, they just become more powerful and have more leverage. Uh, I think, yeah, being entrenched in all the essential services, like, yeah. like taxi fleets on the ground, you know, these heavily, especially these heavily regulated services. mm uh, that that is a you know a, a big goal for you know companies to try and get bigger lah, right mm. really entrench themselves such in such a way that it's very hard to uh, disentangle them from from the day to day the day to day life of the consumer lah, right mm. 
So yeah, I mean, I I can see why like even even in spite of what the taxi operators are saying and the union is saying and all that, that commuters might be the ones that uh, commuters or smaller like uh right hill operators might be worried about this whole thing mm. where uh it, it's going to be tough like right to 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 not say weed them out but to really like single uh, single them out for any kind of uh for any anything that that like you know is anti-competitive like right they can mm. say overall as a whole organization we're not but in this very specific space maybe they are then because if you are the competition in that specific space you are fighting a behemoth uh, if you come yeah. out and speak out against it or something. I mean, it just right. feels like Grab is just trying to... I mean, right now they are listed, right? Mm, uh, mm, so, mm. I mean, just as a layperson looking, sometimes when companies acquire other companies, I always wonder yeah. like, huh, why? Yeah. Uh? I know companies do it when they are about to list mm. or they are mm. looking for a sale because yeah. they can just beef up everything, whether or not it works. Mm. Um, I know last time in my short career in aviation, Scoot merged with Tiger Airlines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was for economies of scale and all that. Like. Yeah. So in this case... Oh, Tiger Airlines. It was like a blast from the past. Uh. Tiger, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Tiger Air or Tiger Airlines? I think Tiger Air, Airlines, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's I mean, it doesn't Airlines. go by Tiger anymore. Uh, does it? Tiger Airways, is it? Tiger, Tiger, Air, Tiger Air. Tiger Air. Tiger Air, yeah. Tiger yeah you Air. can still buy a Tiger Air ticket, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still have, yeah. Still have, but uh, yeah, they they merge with uh, Scoot. So in oh wait, case, but Singapore don't have Singapore don't have. Oh, is yeah. it? Yeah, Tiger Air brand was Big, retired with operations merged into Scoot. Scoot lah. Yeah, so yeah, now yeah. Scoot flies all the Tiger routes lah. Yeah. Which I mean, there are some economies of scale. I know culturally, you know, I can imagine there were a lot of tensions. Mm. And in this case, also right, who the hell knows what Grab is thinking? Yeah. yeah. I I guess that's the thing. Even talking about it, you have all this public info, but who the hell knows what Grab is thinking? Maybe. Mm. I think in Malaysia, they also acquired a supermarket. Mm, mm, right? Mm. Uh, so it feels like they're trying to do everything. Yeah. I think recently they closed the Grab, uh, certain parts of Grab finance in Singapore because it wasn't working. Mm, yeah. Right? right. But who knows? Maybe they want to collect all the data. Maybe they want to tr- turn transcabs into like this. You can buy groceries. You can do your banking all within yeah. the taxi. Yeah. yeah. You know, who knows? Who knows what the hell they're thinking? One stop app. Uh, yeah. But the interesting thing is that even the Transcap founder and chairman himself, uh, he, I mean, obviously he's in favor of the deal. And he, you know, he's he's come out saying that there's no way any company can lock the drivers onto any single platform. And apparently in an interview in Mandarin, he said that, yeah, um, even if the takeover drags on because of this review, he said, never mind, I'll just wait. And this translated like, from Chinese. Never mind, I'll just wait. He added, if the deal is approved, I'll sell the company. Otherwise, I'll just continue on with the business. So, um, I mean that that I guess that's a good thing. It's not that Transcap is like going to collapse overnight if it doesn't sell itself, like, Right? Yeah. It's more like okay, maybe they're they're negotiating what's what's the best for their shareholders and all this, lah. He he's still the he founded it, like It was fifty years ago, is it? I get. I suppose so. Yeah. Transcap. In a way, Transcap was uh, two thousand three. Uh, Fifty years. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. they started off with 50 fleet, 50 mm. cars, 50 taxis. Mm, 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 mm. But I mean, he's not a young dude also, lah, right? No, no, yeah. Maybe, yeah, so it's just at the stage where he wants to retire, yeah. move Forest City, hang out, you know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, for anyone who's spent, like, dedicated their life to building up a business, selling it is always an option, mm. right? And it's probably not going to be, like, cheap, lah, right? Yeah. Because I would imagine they are profitable, mm, mm. right? Uh, I know the CEO of Comfort Delgro was quoted as saying they are recession-proof business. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. La. So, would you, as a consumer, you know, on the consumer on the street, would you prefer that they don't acquire Transcap? Uh, I, I think the, 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 this, the competition watchdog is probably doing the right things mm. in terms of like needing to get more assurances and information about uh like what you mentioned, what are the intentions of, of this mm. acquisition and how is it gonna be well, how is it gonna pan out for consumers and for the drivers, la, right? Because mm, I think the the Uber case as well, I think it was pushed through very rather quite quickly and quite suddenly, la, right? Mm. Uh left quite I feel like it left quite a vacuum for consumers who who, you know, overnight pretty much you yeah, you 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 just have like one one less big option for right hill services lah right mm. overnight, and I think there were a lot of uh, grievances about like loyalty 
loyalty points and loyalty program for Grab and stuff like that suddenly changing after after the acquisition and all. Mm, mm. So it's yeah la, you don't want to say that oh all businesses regardless of whether how well they're doing how badly they're doing or even if the management doesn't want to whether the management still wants to carry on they cannot cannot let them be acquired by a bigger company because that's I think that's consolidation uh, is is any industry that matures to a certain point there will be consolidation la, right mm. so but but I feel like yeah the competition watchdog needs to really bear its teeth la, and show that it really has done the the groundwork to make sure everything's correct and, and well and good. La. And also so people cannot complain that they couldn't say anything. La. Correct, yeah. Remember, and don't forget, this is off the back of, remember there was a big controversy about Tin Pei Ling yeah, joining yeah. Grab and people were saying, well, yo, this company is making a lot of moves that are affecting consumers and not necessarily in, in the best ways and all that. La. And and a lot of it is pushing through things like this. Yeah. They're required to go through they're required to go through, you know, competition watchdogs and all that. Mm. So wouldn't it be a conflict of interest that a member of parliament is the person doing this pushing uh pushing for you, lah, right? So so tin foil hat on, you think like tin foil hat. Tin foil hat tin foil hat for tin bailing. <laughs> uh you think that that it was part of the the role when she came on board? I mean Because she was head it, of comms, right? That, no. I mean, when, when she, she was changed was to head of comms, I think initially it was meant to be like... Uh, Corporate development or something. Government relations oh, or government relations, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, or is it correct. government relations? Or public, and public policy Public policy, public policy, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Some, something worded like that. Yeah. I mean, this, if anything, is, yeah. is, is what someone in that role would be dealing with, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, feel, I felt like it was probably untenable, like the, the, the public backlash in a way. And and you know how much scrutiny there was uh, on Tim Paling because of of this whole thing. If, imagine if she was the one, like she was still in the the role, and this yeah. news was coming out, all that she'd be the the focal point of this whole thing, a lightning rod. Uh. But you can imagine, like okay, tin foil hat on, uh, yeah. like um, because they went through a lot of backlash and fines when they acquired Uber. Mm-hmm. Right? So maybe this one, they're like, okay, we want to do this. Let's let's get someone who understands the space better, mm. like a attachment, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. three month internship, yeah. uh, for Tim Billing, then kind of set the things in it, and then she go off to her own fin- the fintech company. Uh. But three months also very hard to really, uh, do much, uh, But I mean, just true. to be the, just to ask questions too, uh, You know, maybe, like maybe. Yeah, the the internal person to ask, uh, You know, possible or set set things uh, on, set the, thing. on the path, then you move, lah. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, if like this one, I mean, the cons- the CCCS is under MTI, mm. so it's a stat board, right? So understanding how stat board works and all, I don't know. I wouldn't wouldn't put it past them, uh, with my tin foil hat on, lah. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, but um, yeah. It was just a, uh, uh, I think I think yeah, the grab can and should expect a lot more scrutiny mm. about this thing than, than there was with Uber and all. Uh. Do, yeah. you, do you have a soft spot for Uber because of like the fact that you, you were an Uber driver for a while? Oh. Remember? We did. We did a gig for them. Uh. Yeah, uh. Can you give the context to people who don't know, don't know us uh, pre-Yalabad? Pre pre-Yalabad, yeah. So this one, I think was maybe 2018 or 2017. Yeah. Uber reached out and said, hey, we want to work with you guys when we were doing a lot of YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. So then I think the campaign was to get uh, more driver signups. Yeah. And some of the things they were focusing on about the perks of being an Uber driver is that you have flexibility. You know, you can choose your own working hours. You have a car at your disposal. Mm. So when we were pitching them a few video ideas, I mean, we pitched uh, a few but the one that stuck and the one that we eventually made was, okay, if you really want to show what life is like as an Uber driver, mm, mm. Uh, and since you can do so many things as an Uber driver, what if someone lives in an Uber for 48 hours la, yeah. and yeah. drives and literally lives in it? La. Yeah. So that was the idea we made. <laughs> <la>. <laughs> and the point was like, you could not touch the floor or something like that. You had to yeah. you had to always be in the car or you just never one part the of the body one part of the body yeah, yeah. you just could never get out like, yeah. so literally like even changing cars you had to climb from one car oh, to yeah, another yeah. Like, right? yeah. and like peeing and all that we bought the, yes. the pee bags yeah, right? pee bags, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was a kind of a handy thing like this plastic bag that has powder and stuff when you pee into it the, it, the powder coagulates with the pee and forms into like crystals and stuff like. Yeah, I will have to throw it for you like like collect a whole bag of like pee bags <laughs> yeah, from you pee bags but legit you, I didn't leave the car for 48 hours Yeah, and it was one of the most interesting videos we made like. yeah, at least yeah, for, yeah. for me like, you know just doing living in the car eating in the car sleeping in and on top of the car Yeah, 
yeah, so I, so I wouldn't say soft spot. Like, uh, I, I as a company, Uber also was a bit like, mm, I, I don't know, just the things you hear about how they work and all, yeah, yeah, and the way they just left Singapore. Because I think some employees got screwed over. Yeah, yeah but, but I, I love making that video, la. Yeah, the video was fun, la. And, yeah, it was, and fun, I, it was la. the. I, if you ask me, yeah, those were the the glory days of the competition, la, Right? Yeah. When they were going all out to really get eyeballs for each of them, and then, I mean, this they would green they would green light such a crazy idea. Yeah. Kind of tells you about what the space was. And like I remember then. when we first shared the video, we were in the office, and they they did the worst thing. They watched it in front of us, <laughs> yeah. and it was like a seven minute video, which is still on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, I think it's got like it, it did pretty well, la. I think yeah, even yeah. now it's like one hundred and fifty thousand views or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we can put the link in the show notes but yeah they were just watching for 7 minutes but in the end they liked it la. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a harrowing it. harrowing experience sitting and, through them watching it and the setup was like I was in the car with like a few like a few crew and then mm. a tailing car right yeah 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 uh, that was good times man good times yeah like I remember like yeah going to you at Changi and like like midnight or something yeah, just checking on you <laughs> they say are you okay right you going to sleep here tonight uh, okay okay, okay. I'm going to go back to sleep <laughs> on my bed uh. <laughs> yeah uh, that was fun then we went prawning and all but yeah, yeah I wouldn't say I got soft spot for Uber uh, yeah. I would say I have a hard spot for Grab la. hard spot meaning I mean, hard on <laughs> you got to clarify, man. <laughs> I mean, okay, if you know what soft spot means, hot spot being the opposite of soft spot, is not hard thing, on. Is there such a thing as a hot spot? I have I a hot spot for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you walk to any club and say that you get. A, I got a, a hot slap. spot. Uh, you have a soft spot for? Her? No, no, no. I got a hot spot. Get the fuck out. Yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm not as sympathetic towards uh, grab like, just because they're trying to do everything, and it's like every part of your life they want to be involved. Mm. So whenever I choose. If I need to do right healing, I would choose one of the other options just because, okay, like they they do what they do, but they don't try and like upsell me insurance or like mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, yeah. But yeah, from from news of one acquisition <laughs> to another, but um, <sighs> there hasn't really come through the official channels yet. Like, right? Yeah, man. And this this one is the, the, the I think the background behind the news of this acquisition is is more interesting than the actual acquisition itself, right? Yeah. And uh, what is this acquisition we're talking about? Um, I mean, the the most recent thing uh, was uh, that the announcement on paper was that mm. the Food Panda, the Apex CEO, mm. uh, Jakob Engel. Is it uh, Jakob or Jacob? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, anyhow, Jakob, Jakob. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> Suddenly we've all like different ethnicities. That's true. Uh, Jacob, J-A-K-O-B, A-N-G-E-L-E. It could be Jacob, it could be Jacob, uh, it could be Jacob, it could be yeah. Angele, Angel. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's just say uh, Jacob. La. Okay. Yeah. Um, he was the Apex CEO, mm-hmm. uh, but he was, he stepped down after nine years at the company mm. uh, with the, what is it, the allegations, I mean, he, there was uh, the the alleged leaks of the potential sale of Food Panda to Grab, yeah. yeah, yeah, which which made the news. I think uh, around August ish or yeah. or September, mm-hmm. ah, September, yeah, uh, early September, eighteen September. Yeah. Uh, there was some stuff that leaked on online, which we will get into. Sure. Uh, and then uh, Food Panda's parent company, Delivery Hero, confirmed the news on 21st September. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think we did hear about the news. I don't know, can't remember whether we spoke about it. Yet, I don't know no. we considered talking about it. Yeah. Uh, but why this is the second topic for today was because of the backstory of the alleged leaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, uh, would you like to, to give the context, Terrence? Um, I mean, the bigger, I, I guess the big, TLDR, if I may, yeah, is that the leaks? Uh, it seemed like the leaks originated from Jacob's uh, ex-girlfriend, right? Should be ex, Should be ex-girlfriend, yeah, right? Yeah. And um, I mean, she had been posting about it, and it became untenable because yeah, it was being leaked, and 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 the worst, I think the 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 worst thing for him is that. Uh, she has now also gone on on Instagram and posted screenshots mm. of their WhatsApp messages to each other, um, detailing how toxic and abusive their relationship was, but also detailing how and when uh, he apparently talked to her and told her about this potential merger, uh, which was meant to be super confidential because this market moving information, uh, right? Like mm. literally 
Grab Grab's share price and and Food Panda share price uh, were affected by the, the leak of the news, lah. Right. Mm. So it, it's you know there are there are a lot of rules and laws for this kind of thing, lah. Right. Mm. And um, it seems it seems like uh yeah the the ex CEO of Food Panda was uh in a very it was a, in a very difficult uh situation in terms of his personal relationship with her. And also because yeah, this news had leaked and everything like, and you and you can really, you can really read every message, every screenshot that she put out. That it's, it's one on story Instagram, after another. Yeah. It's one story after another. It's really like you know those, those uh Instagram wormholes that you can sink into for twenty thirty minutes at a go, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if you look at her Instagram stories, um, a lot of people have apparently reached out to her telling her their own stories dealing with uh, Jacob in the past mm. in personal capacity and I mean it's not a pretty picture of, of a character they are mm. portraying mm. Like. but and I mean there's there's it sounds like their relationship really was quite abusive. He was quite abusive towards her. I mean, not not, not yeah. physically or anything. Yeah, like, emotionally. Like emotionally. Yeah, like, and it just like, seems like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, it's all alleged. Yeah. yeah, we have to be very clear. It is her perspective, mm. right? And these kind of things, you never know, lah, right? Mm. Especially when it comes to relations uh, and emotions. Mm. But uh, yeah, it seems like it was a, not the best relationship. Uh, I mean, about their own it didn't seem like they have a smooth relationship. Even mm, though, mm, mm. when I was Googling him, even 2020, there was an article what he did with the Straits Times mm. uh, reporter titled, My Perfect Weekend with Food Pandas, Jacob and Angel. Mm. Uh, and about his, his week, weekly, his girlfriend of six years, you know, weekends, they spend time together. Mm. So when this comes out, I guess the biggest thing that... Uh, uh, people have been voicing out online to her. So on one hand, people are say, sharing stories that he was he was not the nicest person. Mm. But then there's also the debate about whether or not what she did was right. Mm. Uh, even though on her Insta stories, I know she said it's not about what it is right. It's about how um, he was, I think she said something about how the news was leaked and yet he was, he, he remained in position. Mm, uh, mm, and, and that was why I got a bit confused also Yeah, but it almost feels like yeah she was kind of pointing out that he did not deserve to be CEO or stay mm. on as CEO after a few incidents and how he lied about losing his job to her they were both seeing different therapists yeah uh, yeah. yeah but the, the the fact remains that it seems like the leak uh, originated from her Insta story mm. but, but just going back a little bit right like mm. besides Share price, market share. Like, why? Why do you think, like, you know, leaking such information is such a, is such a big deal for for any company, la, mm. For having this information leaked. I mean, I think just from the employees' perspective, also, mm. Mm. there is always going to be the thought, oh shit! Like, when two companies merge, there are yeah. going to be some positions that are redundant. Mm. You know, mm. and does that mean that companies often merge because of strategic reasons or? economies of scale yeah, which yeah. means you have less people you need less people to do the same job Correct. so of course if I was an employee I'd be like wait shit um, is there going to be a new focus yeah uncertainty is my position going to be relevant yeah. if there's someone doing my job at the company that my company is acquiring who's going to stay yeah. yeah there's no point having two people doing the same yeah. thing so I think that's one thing yeah employees one thing uh, the other thing was uh, I was at a CS Fresh over the weekend mm. and now like after the barrage of Pachukang and you and all that, the blue color banners everywhere. Now, CS Fresh, you look up, it's filled with pink banners mm. saying CS Fresh is now partnering with Food Panda or with Food Panda to deliver groceries to you in, in, mm. within an hour to your doorstep and everything. Not just the banners, like individual, they're all the shelves, they have all the printed, uh, pink printed like stickers or whatever. Those are little papers that they put at the edge of shelves telling you that Food Panda is now working with CS Fresh and all. So I'm just thinking like, what oh, fuck, if you're like one of the partners and then you're like, huh? We just printed, I don't know, a few hundred thousand dollars worth of this like collateral and put them like, all over our hundreds of, of stores around Singapore. Mm. And now suddenly you're going to get acquired and then change, you have to change to a different color. They have to print a whole other color like, you know, CS Fresh is now working with Grab or something like that. Mm. We them irritated also, right? Mm. As a partner. Mm. So yeah, you know, I think employees, um, partners, vendors, all these also be very worried, right? And, mm. un and uncertain about what's the future of the company. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, like, 
I, I guess that's where it's because of stories like this about Grab wanting to acquire Food Panda that makes the discussion of the first topic about mm. Grab wanting mm. to acquire Transcap just feel like, well, Grab is really trying to acquire everything. Yeah. Um. Okay, not say everything, but but acquiring stuff that is just building up the arsenal. But mm. I mean, back to this, like um, at the end of the day, mm. it just feels like, well, like these two people, I, I mean, relationships are complex, mm. but... Mm. For her to leak the info, mm. how, how, what do you make of that? Uh? She, I mean, she literally said on Instagram, la, like uh, stories, she tagged GrabSG, she tagged GrabFoodSG, is buying, she tagged Foodpanda Global and FoodpandaSG. And then she also put that the Foodpanda Global CEO salary is 50k a month, basic. Mm. And that he also happens to be a horrible man with a shit emoji. Mm. Mm. That was the story. La. No, I mean, but that's the thing, like, it's a personal relationship that's very hard for any outsider to comment and say, is it right or is it wrong, like, right? Because mm. you really don't know the extent to which uh, if there was any abuse between between the two of them, like, what's the extent of it, like, right? Mm. And, and you know, uh, obviously you don't want, you would think that if they were dating for that long, they would, uh, they would have some respect for each other's private information, right? You share things, maybe you occasionally share things about work that that might not need, might should not be shared, right? Maybe whether it's slip of the tongue or, or something like that. Uh, you would trust that the person you're in a relationship with sh- wouldn't or shouldn't leak the information to anyone, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's just a, I don't know, in some ways, you read about her thing, you're like, wow, the guy sounds like he's really like, you know, uh, terrible for her, like, right? But in some ways, you're also like, wow, if I was the guy in that situation, like, literally begging your ex-partner or partner to not post something, mm. but she's still doing it, you know, it's, it's mm. damn, hard, damn tough for him also, la. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, initially, my first thought was like, oh, uh, I mean, you can't, you can't post that kind of stuff, la. But mm. then, I think, I mean, you know, sometimes when you're in such a shitty position where you have tried everything and mm. nothing's working, you get pushed to your age, mm. right? Mm. Uh, and I think I've I've been in situations where I'm like, wow, it really feels like there's nothing working with this one person. And then you start thinking of like what to do and sometimes you do stupid shit, mm. right? Um, I think what makes all this more complex is the position he holds. Because yeah. I'm thinking like if you're in a relationship with someone and let's say they complain to their to your parents, yeah. Right. In some ways, like, hey, fuck lah. Yeah. You know, it's between me and you. Why you go to my parents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this case, in some way, I see it somewhat similar. It's just mm. the scale of her leak. Yeah. It has repercussions lah. Literally moving markets. Literally <laughs> moving markets lah. Yeah. So, then, because I think it's very easy to shit on her saying, hey, just kind of thing you don't lah. But then, I mean, so many people post ridiculous shit on Instagram. Mm, it just mm, so happens this one is like, yeah, like he's the CEO of a in a higher position, la. And then, in some ways, at least she she puts the receipts, la, Right? She, she puts the screenshots there, and it's very. But that clearly one also the screenshot. That one is like, wow, <laughs> fuck! You put the screenshots all even down to the details of when he turned on his disappearing messages and things like that. She yeah. she, she had all that all that information. La. And um, they were together for six years. Like, yeah, wow, that's one. Complicated relationship, man. Yeah, it's a real breakdown, right? Of yeah. Everything. But now he, it seems like yeah, he's lost his job uh, in part due to these leaks. Yeah. You know? So in some ways, I guess that's what she wanted, you know, or at least that's what she was angling towards, right? In, in, in tagging his employer, his ex-employer and everything. Yeah, it really feels like a last resort. Right? You know what? We're having a fight, you know, I'm going to take him down where it, it matters. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because I mean, she, she. I mean, I would imagine you post that, and it's not even in passing. It's a dedicated story to that. Yeah, feels like it's very intentional, you know? Yeah. But then, when as I'm reading this, you know, part of the Straits Times article also mentioned that, uh, you know, his his weekend, the one that uh, my perfect weekend with uh, Jacob mm. was like, you know, on weekends I like to buy coffee and uh, stop by Providor and uh, even a flash because the founder is a friend of mine and I like to support him. I think there's this. There's this, there's this ring, or mm. how you say it, this this group of people that are almost too stereotypically similar. Mm. That it almost feels like a caricature come true. You know, like the 
the the person who comes to Singapore for work rises yeah. to the top of a tech company. They all know each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all these things happening are so yeah. They move markets, but it's almost like child's play to to them, kind of thing. Uh. It's like a playground, uh, for them. It's yeah, like a playground. Uh, elite's playground. Kind yeah, of it's like an elite's playground. And mm. I mean, it just so happened that they all tend to be like of a certain background or or ethnicity or anything. It just feels like wow, that feels like a TV show waiting to be made. Yeah. Mm. And they have been TV show made about made about tech companies and all. Yeah. It just feels like wow. You're really... talking in relation to him saying that the Flash Coffee CEO is his friend. Yeah, because I mean, like... Flash Coffee, Rocket Internet, you know, all that investor, VC, founder. You work yeah. in this one tech company, you go off, start your own startup, then all your friends support, and it's just like that, like that, that, that. I want to say that 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 fellowship, uh, mm. fellowship of the tech. Yeah, the the yeah. tech. I mean, I'm watching Lord of the Rings also sure. now. Oh, yeah. the fellowship, no wonder. The fellowship of the tech bros. Yeah, the ring. Everything's about a ring. Everything's about a ring. ring. Yeah, the but ring. but you know, as I was reading through this and uh, processing all the Instagram stories that came out, it really, when my it, it just came to my mind about the whole like um, the NOC saga also la, in mm. some way, where you know the fate of a company and 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 you know fate of the employees of a company or that. Um, just suddenly became intertwined with the a lot of personal drama between mm. between with the boss and and, and someone else like right and um just very unfortunate situation uh, that that all that, that got tangled together mm. and uh there's almost like no right no like right and wrong so it's very hard to discern between uh the two people like, right mm. so yeah in this case i also feel i feel that that kind of uh I have that same feeling, like when I was reading the NOC stuff and all, a lot of like, you know, saucy information, all yeah. that. But you really, but you know, John Mayer has this song called Slow Dancing in the Burning Room, right? Mm. And then it really felt like that. You're watching a room burn down and you're just like, just slow dancing. The couple is just slow dancing inside, like, you know? Mm. And uh, yeah, it seems like the, their relationship has hit that stage already. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, the the person taking over this guy John Fang, uh, seems like a complete uh, different. I mean, like yeah, it just feels like okay, like, at least the company's mm. going on. Yeah, it's not shuttering. Yeah, yeah, right. Hopefully, it has no impact on the employees and all. But I mean, this one also when I first saw the title, I was like, what is this? But it's only when you read it and you realize, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Uh, this is this is like dicey. Yeah, it is dicey. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just that, I don't know, Asian or maybe uh, in Singapore or what, our media is not so, they try to keep the salacious stuff out of the headline. Because mm. I mean, the headline is very factual, right? Like the one I'm looking at campaign by campaign, is like, Food Panda replaces Apex CEO following his alleged leaks of potential <laughs> sale platform to grab. Uh, sounds like a very boring <laughs> kind of like news article. <laughs> when you go down, you're like, what the hell is this? What's that screenshot? That was my shock also when, I, when you sent me this link. I was like, ah, sounds boring. Then I'm like, oh shit. You know? Yeah, I mean, even the subtitle is Jacob and Angel who departs Food Panda after nine years that the company was replaced by John Fung who was most recently their chief international officer. <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> nothing about WhatsApp or like abusive relationship or anything. Then you scroll down, then you see, you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, I know Tech in Asia also wrote an article. Mm. Um, also so, very factual. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very factual. So, so, so then it becomes like, oh, okay, like, um, I mean, I think it is also, like how you say, not to say personal lives should be paraded, but if mm. people are putting it out publicly, I think it is important to also show the, the ridiculousness that happens in, in the tech world, you know. Um, mm. I mean, in the sense that... But is it exclusive to the tech world only? No, because like I just say what I know. I mean, the NOC I don't know. Saga, no, but I, know. I, th- I think like the tech space and all this, this unicorn talk and all is too glamorized already. Mm, mm, I think mm. it's like these these tech CEOs are worshipped. They they can do no wrong. They are poster boys. They are seen as like prodigies, geniuses, and all. But I mean, everyone's human, lah. You know, everyone has a side of them that is not just like a perfect LinkedIn post or something. Are you saying in relation to like, you know, how like Hook and everything was? Yeah, I mean, so? the Flash coffee, you know, if you look at the articles all about Flash in the past few years, everything is it's like, wow, glowing, yeah. this is like, my God, it's God's gift to coffee. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm helping, I'm empowering my employees. Yeah, and giving, like, I'm, wow. I work for them and, you know, 
we are service, we are people, company, and all that. Yeah. We're the first ones to the first ones to run out of the country. Yeah. Uh, the CEOs. And I mean, it's that very mechanical approach, you know, like wow, efficiencies, economies of scale, and all. But then everything just becomes like transactional. And Singapore, when yeah Singapore is also at a tricky time. But when these things come in and like they chase something that ultimately doesn't work out, but few people benefit, it's just like. Oof. So I think it's important that the other side of it be shown, lah. You know. So uh, you're saying that it would be great if there's something like a coffeezilla kind of thing for Singapore. Yeah, I think so. I you think know, so. Like I mean, coffeezilla for my context is yeah. like the guy, the YouTuber who has been behind a lot of uh, exposés about things like FTX, about Logan Paul's crypto zoo scam, yeah. and, all. and he does it entirely on his YouTube channel. You know, yeah. just sort of really doing research and talking to people involved and trying to lay out the facts that show that hey, it's not as don't listen to all these motherhood statements in the media and all mm-hmm. that, right? You really got to talk to the people on the ground and, and find out what's what's the, the real deal in all these like sounds too good to be true schemes. Uh. Yeah. And I'm not saying go into personal lives, but just about like what the hell actually happened. And I mean it's a it's a series we've been wanting to make yeah. for the longest time, right? Yeah. I think inspired of course by our own experience, but even like the case of Zilingo last year, mm, mm. I remember the the video that Straits Times put out right after that was more about her, how she's coping with all the stress and anxiety. Yeah. And I know yeah. that got a lot of backlash like, because you're like, hey, there's so much shit that was happening in the company that she was likely to be responsible for mm-hmm. and you don't hear anything. Mm. And, and yeah, yeah, and, and all all this is over-glorified and sexed up to the max. Uh, but yeah, it just feels like, no, it's it's a bit, it's a bit much. Yeah. One thing I would say for sure is like you look at uh, Straits Times, you know, they have that, for example, they have that series one, Lunch with Sumiko, mm. where Sumiko Tan, a very experienced, uh, you know, long-time journalist with the Straits Times, you know, yeah. started as editor. I mean, I think she was the editor of Life and everything. Has lunch with, like, CEOs or young startup founders and all that. And it's almost like, it's just a, a, a it's just a very, like, like what you said, like, like glamorizing of the whole story of their fight to become successful and all that, right? Mm. But, on the flip side of the failures and things like that, right? I usually, it's usually you see it's publications like Tech in Asia, um, you know, and, and others even like Wake Up Singapore, for yeah. example, that yeah. have been the one that have published these stories that really uh, are about questioning about the things going on behind the scenes between some of the biggest companies, right? Yeah, yeah. So I would love to see Straits Times do more of that. But, um, you know, at this point, I don't see I don't see that happening. Uh, know, I yeah. see them going there. Oh yeah, wow! Look at this success oh, story. Well done. Wow! Well, how did this guy buy like you know twenty three shop houses? And oh yeah, he read that. You read that right? Like, yeah, that was like. Oh, yeah. So I read the articles like that where it's about how rich people are living their lives, how rich people are investing, how rich people are spending money. And I don't talk about the flip side of it that as much, right? I feel it just paints a very strange picture of the world for for people reading the newspaper. And I mean, that article in particular, because I was reading it this morning also, and it started off by saying, you know, this guy, 24 years old or something, he came back from uni and something caught his eye about shop houses. And then he and his dad decided to take the plunge in 2018 and they bought one. And he bought 23 in quick succession. Yeah. Quick succession. <laughs> then like, wait, 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 wait. He bought one shop house and then 23 in quick succession. Mm. How the fuck does that happen? Yeah. And it's just, it's basically family money. Yeah. But like, it's not like, you know, they 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 worked hard. I mean, property prices went up, like, right? And mm. yeah, like, they did their due diligence to make sure they bought the right price and all that. Yeah. But it's not exactly like, there was like a big strategy that, or, you know, they, time, you know, they, they, there, there was a real like strategy behind it other than the like, property market prices. Yeah. And I mean, not taking away uh, from anything from how the family built up their wealth yeah, because yeah, they didn't yeah. give any disclosure. But it's it the just, article. It's the yeah. article that's the problem. It just yeah. felt like how in one sentence you you make this guy seem like this twenty four year old savant who had a calling to buy shop houses and yeah. he buys twenty four houses. No, yeah. yeah, it just felt like whoa, shit. Uh, what? Well, how how did that happen, like? mm-hmm. Yeah, like, So, so I mean. Yeah, so I mean, like it is, it is something that we have on paper that we want to do at some point. I think we even have a name for the show. Yeah, I can't from remember. From Hero to Zero. I mean, z- maybe that yeah, was a working, title, yeah, a working like, title. From Hero to Zero or something. But we've heard from a lot of quarters yeah. that, oh, you know, this is Singapore, you know, you, if you go and rock the boat like that, and it's very yeah. tough, you know. So the people who can do it don't want to do it. Mm. And that's why people like us are like, hmm, could we do it, you know? Yeah. 
But let us know. Let us know. Let us know, man. Like yeah. how we could possibly. I mean, it, the truth is, doing something like that will you will need uh financial backing, lah, right? Because mm. there's going to be you need to have lawyers, other researchers, and all these people on hand to make sure that you know you're also not spewing nonsense and fake news and all that, lah. Basically, right? like in investigative stuff, lah. Investigative, investigative stuff, stuff. Uh, that that is in public interest and 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 may you know may affect may may end up with like you know uh. Things like this, like people stepping down from from high positions of power and all that, mm. right? Um, so it's it's yeah, like, how how deep down the rabbit hole you want to go? But you it, you do need you do need a team behind this kind of thing. You can't just be one person doing it, like. And we need people to interview who are willing to be interviewed. I mean, this person, the this ex girlfriend of the, the <laughs> <laughs> she sounds like she's willing. Really oh to talk shit! About yeah, it, right? man. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. She's already posting on IG stories. Uh, yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And I don't know whether Pofma will apply for this kind of thing, right? If if she says uh, something, uh, what? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? There was a bunch of Pofmas issued to Gutsy Asia and also over the oh, past, yeah, few yeah, days, yeah. Yeah. past few days. But that one was a legit Pofma yeah, that legit deserved Pofma, to be deserve, Pofma. Deserve like. Pofma, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, crazy times. And crazy now times. about your one shot thing, yeah. Uh, one show comment, sorry. My my, my one show comment. Uh, wow, this one, uh, um, awesome shit, man. Um, uh-huh. it was posted uh by Ice Milo. Yeah. Uh, one day ago, because uh-huh. apparently on the previous podcast I mentioned I was uh saying you were giving some annoying condescending smile. Oh. And then I mentioned I can't remember what I was talking about. Okay. Then I mentioned yeah you have like seven types of smiles. So what? Did you see the post? I haven't seen. it. So he <laughs> basically uh took like seven screenshots of all the smiles <laughs> you have shared uh, in recent times oh, man. and it goes from condescending to yala standard hearty bombastic side smile smile youth uh, and a promo smile where's this post on reddit, on reddit on reddit yeah, oh, yeah. You mean on the comments section yeah so the, the comment is Harish mentioned how Terrence had seven types of smile in the last podcast this got me thinking lol yeah, and then they consolidate. I think I think we I don't think we have ever posted the memes created on our Reddit on on Instagram uh, or something. Yeah. So so that's something we have to do because shit like this is great, man. Uh, Seven smiles of Terrence. You see it? I don't actually. Like, wait, this is a posted post- one day ago on the Yalabad subreddit. On the Yalabad subreddit on the episode four four eight. No no no, it's a separate post. Oh okay 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 okay. Got it got it got it got it got it. Oh, it's ah, epic, yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, like, yeah. Epic, man. Seven types of smiles. I still don't see seven different smiles. Hey, they're all damn different, okay? Nah, because you're not on the receiving end. I, 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 no, I, no, it's no, no, seven. No. I would say there's now probably like 14 also. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. Very, I'm very conscious of like my uh, smiles. No, no, So no. I know that this is not seven. This may be like three different looks. Uh, three looks. No, no, no. no. Yeah. No, it's all different. All the subtle nuances. Yeah. Uh, what about you man my one should comment is not something that was written down but it was like I think yesterday you and I we met uh, a listener Mm. I wouldn't name listener because you know it's it's, it's uh, it was in public and all that right Mm. Uh, who you know has followed Yalabad over 400 episodes and I think uh, she she said you know she wanted to take the opportunity while we were there with in front of her to just say Haresh it's it's omelette not omelette Mm. Yeah, and, and then she just dropped the mic, and and then what I proceeded to tell her <laughs> is that by saying that she was insulting my whole family's pronunciation of the word omelet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did tell her I'm going to double down just because of that. So if yeah. you're listening now, you know who you are. It's going to be omelet for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I have kids in the future, they will all be omelet, uh, omeletized, omeletized. <laughs> correct, <laughs> indoctrinated with the word of omelet. Yeah, yeah. But it made me think yesterday also lah. Is it is it because, um, O M E like om- omelette right? Mm. Uh, or omelette in your case? Is it because you equate it to like when you say come C O M E, so it's like uh, come omelette, omelette like omelette kind of thing uh? I think I probably heard uh the word omelette before the word uh C U M come. Not C U M C O M E. I'm going by the spelling of O M E and how it's used. You know. Oh. Come, come here. They're all camlet. Uh, no, uh, amlet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the fuck? I'm just trying to. Camlet. I'm just no. trying to trace the. No, the the, the real thing is really because my parents say uh, said that when I was growing up. But I, it never occurred to you that that. No, it that, never. Like you say comet, so why would you not say omelet? 
Yeah, but you also say come. That's why. Uh, that's why I'm saying yeah. Maybe yeah. because it's from come, so it but never occurred home, to you. What? There's home and uh, om, omelet. omelet, omelet, yeah. Omelet. How come? Yeah. yeah. How come it's never omelet? Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, and none, no one ever corrected me. No one corrected. So you. all my that's friends true. probably growing up, they're like beyond a certain Nothing point. They're like, <laughs> it's been, it's been too long. Am I gonna let him, let him, let him live it, live with it? Uh. Yeah, yeah. One day I'll post an Instagram story about it. No, no. I will say by saying omelet, I'm honoring my my family's pronunciation over the ages. Mm. I don't know how my grandparents would say omelet. Yeah. Uh, I would imagine they would say omelet. Okay. Uh, maybe when I'm with my extended family next time, I will just say, just ask, hey, what do you call the thing when you put eggs in a pan and you yeah. make it together? Then see what they say. You should do a poll, uh, like in your, in your <laughs> own family. Yeah. In the WhatsApp group. Yeah. Then you like record the voice. Omelet. Oh, omelet. Omelet. And then you see, yeah. Oh, omelet. I mean, I yeah. really, I really post truth. in my family WhatsApp group, yeah. maybe the first time, right? Yeah. No context. <laughs> How do you pronounce O-M-E-L-E-T-T-E? -E? I don't know whether you can do ABC. voice polls. Oh, yeah. Then you just post the voice post. Omelette? This option A, option B. Omelette. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. You should try. Because yeah, I think maybe, for yeah. yourself, you will want to know, right? If you're claiming that it was from your parents, is it, you want to know, is it isolated? Well, dude, if I find parents? out that even my parents were saying like, oh shit, our son is pronouncing this wrongly. <laughs> and he just Fuck kept it. <laughs> Fuck it. He's going to learn at some point. It's too far in. We are too invested. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, you should try it. Yeah. Kamlet, like Kamlet. Kamlet <laughs> <laughs> sounds like something totally different, man. I didn't say C-O-M-L-E-T. I said C O M. The way yeah. you're saying it, Kamlet. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, no, Kamlet sounds horrible. Oh, now you oh know where Harish's headspace is at. It's horrible. Morning, uh, horrible, horrible. But but yeah. Yes. The one show thing. Yo, uh, I can go first. Yeah. Uh, my one show thing is I, I just been, I, I don't know about you, but I've been following this Israel Hamas uh, conflict. Mm. Like like a lot like, of the videos, you know. Um, I think actually Piers Morgan's show actually has been a very interesting resource because he's not been afraid to get people from both sides, like, right? People from the Israeli ambassador to, you know, the pro-Palestinian uh, Oxford graduate um, com uh, commentator Mohammed Hijab on his show. Like, and he has very quite, you know, long debates uh, with them, get very heated vulgarities, everything thrown in. And, you know, I've always found that, that, that he's not going in with, with a certain agenda, but it really feels like he's trying to, you know, get them to give some answers. And he, he states up front, he doesn't know how this will end. He doesn't know how peace can be found. How, you know, how do you find, how do you think you'll find peace? Huh? Mm. So it's been actually very uh, interesting watching this, in spite of everything that you hear about people saying the Western media is biased and all that. Mm. I feel like on his show, he has given his guests enough respect and space to really mm. state, state what they have. Like. As opposed to previous instances where I've seen him become, get really rude and really combative to, you know, like, for example, the the care minister in the UK during COVID and stuff like that, like, mm. for which he was censured on his previous show, you know. I feel on this, his own show, he's he seems to be, uh, you know, a lot more measured in how he's talking to these people, like. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's actually been uh, very interesting, and uh, the one that the one video that I'll, I will post is the his discussion with Mohammed Hijab about uh, Israel, the Israel Hamas conflict. Uh. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think that I'm definitely going to look at it because every day, even last night, mm. I mean, we are recording on Wednesday. Last night there was another just a horrible uh, bombing like, of the hospital, mm. right? Mm. And you just look, you're like, is everything every day? There's so many things that are happening. And I think everybody would like to understand more and mm. not just take sides. I think, I think taking sides now is also like, it's, it's, it's tough. Mm. Uh, right? There are some universal things that need to be condemned. But just wrapping your head around everything is like, oh, it's, it's, it's horrible. There's a lot of whataboutisms going mm. on. Mm. So yeah, even like you see when, when he's talking to, uh, you know, an, someone, an Israeli person or something, they will say, Oh, you come on! You can't lecture us about this because what did the British do mm. during World War Two, like, right? I mean, basically Dresden and everyone. they bring out all these examples. Like. So it's not like, like you know, Piers Morgan is is getting it only from one side or what? Like. Yeah. He's getting it from both sides. Like. Both sides. But but he has just been talking to one after another, and actually, it's been very very interesting to to watch. Like. Wow, cool. Yeah, cool. Uh, my one shock thing is um, I saw this come up in a newsletter I subscribed, but basically. There are a bunch of companies mm. that now offer travel trips, right? Where you live as a castaway on yeah. a remote island. Uh, Literally, yeah. there's this one company called docastaway.com. Mm. And when I was looking at it, like, um, when you go to desert islands or they even have the, 
the you can choose your mode lah, survival mm-hmm. mode or mode comfort. Yeah. So survival mode basically there are enough islands in their roster like this one. Okay, Indonesia, mm. um, one of our most popular desert islands since 2010. Their team will be at the nearest island, but on this island, right, yeah. you are alone. Wow. And then you can choose your food options. You want them yeah. to deliver food every day or you find your own food. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, and it's damn interesting, man. Is You can choose like the Robinson, uh, the Robinson experience, which mm. is where... Um, Robinson Crusoe experience. Uh. Yeah, yeah. The Robinson experience... I mean, basically, that's the the whole uh, experience. Uh, mm. That's what they say, like. But desert islands, you can choose. So that one example I gave, it's uh, 180 euros a night, mm-hmm. and it takes care of all the transport and all. Like, there's like a five day tour or something, mm. and you have a phone. But apart from that, you can choose how much you want them to be involved. Like, and these islands are literally just they're just in the middle of like nowhere. Mm. And when mm. I was reading up, how they work is they work with the Island owners, yeah. it's basically like Airbnb lah. Yeah, yeah. And then they say, okay, we will take care of everything. We pay you a rental fee, mm. and then they sell this. What is crazy? It's crazy. It's so damn cool. Is there a, a Tim Tom Hanks uh, package or something? Oh, don't have, don't have, don't have. Yeah, that you you have a volleyball with you. Don't have, don't have. Yeah, like right now, what they say, the list of tropical islands that we offer for survival in Indo- uh, in Indonesia, Philippines, Thailand, Caribbean, and Polynesia. In this di- desert island adventure, our castaways will be able to survive completely alone or with the help of our guides. Mm, so they mm. check like are there like natural food sources, water sources, but you still have to do everything yourself, lah. Mm, wow, it's, it's crazy, man. I mean, I haven't asked my wife whether she would want to do this, uh, but <laughs> what to go um, alone or just the two? No, of you? two two people can go. Also. Oh, two people, okay. Yeah. Wow, what this sounds dope, man. That sounds like um yeah like uh one of those uh, reality TV shows yeah. that Korea is producing now Whoa. on Netflix. It's 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 awesome. It's it's amazing. Um yeah. So so that was a interesting uh travel travel segment. Yeah. yeah. Cool man. Cool. Sweet. Awesome. All right. Thanks everybody. Oh, and if you enjoyed this, remember uh just it'd be wonderful if you could share this with one other person. If you could hit the follow, hit the subscribe, give us a rating. Uh, and if you want to work with us, just hit us up at contact at ministryoffunny.com. Peace.